Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode number 105 of the podcast for December 3rd, 2010. I've got two guests today. They are the co-authors of a new book from Productivity Press called Simple Excellence, Organizing and Aligning the Management Team in a Lean Transformation. And those co-authors are Adam Zack of Adam Zack Executive Search and Bill Waddell. He's a consultant and he's well known as a blogger over at the site evolvingexcellence.com. So today we're going to be talking about their new book and their thoughts on lean and leadership and talent development and all sorts of other uh, fun topics. So as always, I hope you enjoy listening. You can go to leanblog.org slash 105 uh, to get links to both of their websites and links uh, to buy the book. Um, you can find past episodes of this podcast at leanpodcast.org. So I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for being here with me today. Thanks for having us. Mark. Yeah, thank you very much. So I want to let each of you introduce yourself uh, for the listeners. Why don't we start with Adam? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and, and your background with Lean. Sure. Um, as many people uh, who I've run across uh, in the Lean community know, I do executive search work focused exclusively on uh, recruiting executives with Lean backgrounds for companies. Uh, either just starting out on their journey or more often these days, um, well into the lean journey, continuous improvement, lean transformation. So I've been doing that for, gosh, almost 25 years. Uh, my background is originally as a financial guy. I'm a CPA by training, spent some time in uh, venture capital, corporate finance, and helped start a couple of small companies in Silicon Valley many years ago. I got into recruiting quite by accident, uh, helping put management talent into the companies that uh, we were funding and uh, gradually from there got more and more involved in operationals, uh, operations, the operational side of a business and that led to uh, doing what I do today which is uh, something I dearly love. It's helping impact organizations by bringing the right talent in at the right time uh, to solve problems and a lot of those revolve around continuous improvement. So that's what I do. Well, it sounds like somewhat of a, if you will, accidental path into focusing on lean, given your background. Very much so, and it's kind of interesting that a lot of the people that I wind up recruiting, and certainly many of the people that I uh, talk to every day, um, also followed somewhat, uh, maybe not straight-line paths into their lean-focused careers. And uh, I don't know that anyone ever grew up wanting to be a lean expert, <laughs> if, if there is such a thing. But... Uh, We've gotten there, many of us, and we just try to help improve businesses using some some very uh, thoughtful, some very sound principles and practices. So, uh, just a, it's a great community to be a, to be a part of. Now, turning to Bill, uh, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have read um, you on the Evolving Excellence blog for a number of years. So, in a way, I want to use the I'm tempted to use the cliche that maybe you need no introduction but uh, for those uh, who aren't familiar with your blog you're writing why don't you tell us about your background and, and some of your history with lean well uh, Mark I've been involved in lean uh, since before it was lean mm -hmm. uh, my uh, uh, my roots go back to uh, all in the early 1980s when uh, 
manufacturing was trying to understand what just-in-time was and what it was that Toyota was doing and, and a number of other companies that were having such a pro- profound impact. Um, and uh, and so I've kind of grown up with it, and uh, uh, my career has really pretty much mirrored the evolution of Lean. Um, I've been a, a Lean consultant and a Lean author for about 15 years now, and uh, and I work with a number of companies uh really uh, global in, in scope these days, and as you point out, with Evolving Excellence and with the book we're here to talk about today, uh, I'm probably more passionate about writing uh, about lean than anything else. And uh, and my involvement or interest in lean has, uh, uh, has really been kind of a logical progression, uh, beginning with uh, the typical shop floor tools and the, the lean uh, techniques that are pretty well known to, to just about everyone. And then, uh, uh, my curiosity and uh, took me to, uh, uh, lean accounting and performance metrics and the whole management side of lean in an effort to really try to understand what, what was it that was, uh, made it so difficult for so many companies to take those lean tools and go, uh, uh, get great results with them. And so really, for the last five or ten years, uh, I've probably been more focused on the management side than on the shop floor side, including uh, pretty heavy involvement in the Lean Accounting Summit and the whole uh, uh, genesis and development of the Lean Accounting movement. And more and more uh, in the last year now, starting to move on to the sales and marketing side and integrating uh, the whole management team. So uh, I've been involved in Lean one way or another, primarily as a consultant uh for some time now, and and I may be that exception to what Adam was talking about. I can't remember when I uh, when I wasn't involved in Lean. I've been doing this for so long. Yeah, and so it's, I think it's interesting. We've got uh, if you allow me to characterize you as a CPA and a shop floor guy, and and, and paths and kind of fields of, of focus start to to blur and overlap. And maybe that's what led to your collaboration here on the book Simple Excellence. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, it'd be curious to hear from one or both of you. You know what what prompted um, the writing of a book. You know, there, there's so many books published on lean uh, out there today. What what was sort of kind of the driving influence to to take on the challenge of writing a book? Let me uh, start with a quick uh, stab at that, if if you will, Mark, because I think that um, simple excellence, organizing and aligning the management team in a lean transformation, ironically, is. Uh, is written in a lean context, but the book is fundamentally not about lean. It's about leadership, it's about change, and it's about sustainability. Uh, there are so many books that are written about lean that focus on tools mm-hmm. and, and methodologies, and what Bill and I try to do is combine our experiences with lean and look at it from the perspective of change management, leadership, and the long-term the, the long-term effects on a, on a business. So if you, if you even break the title up into its three components, simple excellence, organizing and aligning, and lean transformation, I think those are fundamentally the, the sort of the, the three uh, major themes throughout the book. Uh, simple uh, is, is important because complexity obscures or distorts or masks underlying problems. You can't uh, you cannot be an excellent organization uh, if if the complexity weighs too heavily on on your business. Uh, the second piece, organizing and aligning, that's something businesses do constantly. Large businesses, small businesses, it doesn't matter, and they do that 
due to some kind of con- uh, context. So uh, that context could be a merger or it could be a sale. It could be a new competitive threat in the marketplace. So lean transformation is just the context within which we chose to write about uh, leadership and change management. I know from uh, from my standpoint, the, uh, the the title and the subtitle really get at uh, uh, two two themes that that more and more are, are part of my uh, my consulting practice. And one of them, the the title itself, simple excellence. One concern uh, that I've that I've had, or one one uh, problem that I've observed, is that uh, far too many organizations are already too complicated. Uh, very compartmentalized and a lot of technology and a lot of uh, a lot of reporting and record keeping and, and complicated management processes. And when they decide to pursue lean uh, or or a six sigma approach, um, they end up just layering more complexity over the top of it. Now everyone's got all of their existing complex processes plus a lean steering committee that now they have to mm-hmm. to deal with and another set of reports and record keeping. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the opposite of, of what we're really trying to do here. Um, lean is really about uh, uh, eliminating all that that waste and complexity and clutter and, and simplifying the business rather than taking it in the other direction. And so uh, it was really an opportunity to try to make that point to a broader uh, audience that, that the goal here is to make things simple, uh, not to uh, uh, compound the complexity. And the other, uh, the other observation I've made is that many companies that, that I've talked to and many companies that I see, you'll talk to them and, and they'll say, um, yes, we're committed to and we were embarked on a, a, a lean strategy. Uh, and we've been on this lean strategy, lean journey here for some number of years. But when you, you sit down and talk to uh, uh, the people in, in areas like sales and marketing or in human resources or in accounting or in IT, and you talk to the leadership in those areas and ask them now exactly how has your job changed as a result of this new strategic direction the company's in. Um, the answer, you know, once you boil it all down, is that it really hasn't. That the lean, the company-wide lean strategy, certainly affects the operations people, and uh, the the senior manager is uh, inundated with the requirement to exert some leadership. But beyond that. The rest of the organization usually is pretty pretty much unaffected, and it just doesn't work that way. Everybody has to be involved, and so we saw the book as an opportunity to start to define those roles a little bit. To tell sales and marketing leadership, and accounting, and, and IT, and engineering, HR leadership, uh, just what their roles were uh, that they do need to make some changes in how they go about their business if the company-wide lean strategy is going to succeed. So, so it's really hammering at those two things: get everybody on the on the bus. And and work towards simplification. Yeah. So it sounds like one of the key themes is the idea that lean transformation is not lean operations transformation, but you're talking about lean company transformation in an right. integrated way. And, and let me just uh, dovetail a quick remark on top of that one, Mark, because uh, Bill and I have joked on a number of occasions that uh, complexity in a business uh, quite often we, we think it should be considered as the eighth waste and what happens when you bolt lean uh, tools and techniques onto an already very complex organization is quite often you just compound uh, the problem. It's like automating a, a, a bad accounting system that isn't giving you good numbers. You just get bad, num- bad numbers that much more quickly. So mm-hmm. um, 
the the sort of philosophy behind the book is um, people, companies need to start not from the lean tools perspective, but what they need to do is take a look at so many great companies, and Bob Chapman comes to mind. Uh, they start from purpose and values, and then you end up talking about strategies and principles of which lean then can be a major component. But you know, if you start at the wrong end, you never wind up where you where you really need to be. So purpose and values first. And who is Bob Chapman? What company is he from? Bill, you know him pretty well, so I'll let you take that one. Uh, well, Bob is uh, the president and chairman of the Barry Waymiller companies, and uh, and we drew pretty heavily on on yeah. what Bob has uh, been preaching and the success that he's had. Um, he's uh, probably the leading uh, cultural leader uh, in a manufacturing organization in the United States today. Uh, just a tremendous leader and a tremendous individual in accomplishing very, very uh, impressive things with the Barry Waymiller companies. And uh, so we, we uh, leaned heavily on, on uh, Bob's thinking. And we've tried to do that throughout the book, um, not just pure philosophy, what Adam Zach and Bill Waddell think, uh, but uh, tried to uh, uh, draw out a lot of Examples from a lot of the very successful companies that we've seen and had an opportunity to get to know uh, one way or the other. And that was really a, a key part of the collaboration between Adam and I, um, just uh, the fact that both of us have been exposed to a lot of leaders, good and bad, and a lot of companies, you know, successful and unsuccessful, and, uh, and our ability to take all of those uh, inputs and sit down and, and really determine what are the common traits among the ones that are that are really getting the job done. Uh -huh. And, of course, Bob Chapman is is uh, right at the head of that pack. So, so now, uh, Bill, you had mentioned the idea of you know wanting to use this book to expose lean and these ideas to new audiences. I mean, do you think this is a, a book that would be helpful to you know give as a, a first read to somebody who is brand new to lean as opposed to being you know, more of, a, if you will, an advanced text for people who have already been working at it a little while? How, how do you think the book fits in? I, I think it, it uh, yeah, it really is a good first text, particularly for uh, middle and upper managers in uh, non-manufacturing roles. Um, you know, the ones that are uh, running the sales and marketing and IT and accounting organizations. Um, uh, an opportunity for them to understand more broadly uh, what lean means to the entire company. You know, too often. Uh, People see lean just as a set of, of factory mm -hmm. techniques and tools, um, and, and and as a result, uh, don't see much in it for them. So it was really intended to be uh, uh, a book that could be that first read for a, a manager who's uh, uh, a little bit confused or curious about what does lean mean to the rest of the company, not just not just the uh, the manufacturing folks. Yeah. You know? And so I'm, I'm sure you touch on topics like you know, accounting and sales and marketing, as you mentioned, Bill. Adam, I'm, I'm curious to hear some thoughts from you on maybe you know the uh, the recruiting, hiring, HR, people development side of things. What what you um, cover in the book in that regard? Well, I think there are two sort of major uh, trains of thought running through the book. One is obviously value streams and we talk about how everything really needs to be centered around the concept of the value stream and if you're moving your organization uh, into that direction that's really going to change how you hire 
people, the kind of people that you hire. It's going to change how you develop them. Uh, it's going to change how you measure and reward their performance. So it's really a very uh, deep cultural transformation that needs to take place. The other uh, sort of uh, thread that runs through the book is the emphasis on lean accounting. You know, it's interesting uh, from my perspective as a CPA who obviously has not practiced for many years, but um, accounting is supposed to be the language of business. And uh, really what's changed over the last uh, 20 years dramatically is that accounting is now uh, the language of the regulatory environment. So everyone, uh, accounting gives information to uh, the IRS for tax purposes. It gives information to the SEC uh, for financial regulatory purposes, but it's gotten away from giving the managers in the business real-time data and information that they need to make adjustments from hour to hour, certainly from day to day. And I think if we start moving even into the period of week to week, you start losing the, the potential to uh, to uh, actually run the business effectively. So uh, that emphasis also, I think, is, is important. We put all that together, and it means that from a recruiting standpoint, from the very senior-most level uh, all the way down to the shop floor, people the kind of people that you want to recruit um, and engage in your business are people who will uh, take on that ownership mentality and the kind of people who will say, what can I be doing and what should I be doing for the business as a whole and not thinking along strictly functional lines. So uh, dramatic change, perhaps upsetting some apple carts along the way, but we think that's how you need to run a business and we think that's how successful businesses of the future uh, will indeed uh, uh, be built. And Bill, I, I know you like to uh, upset apple carts. Uh, <laughs> you're not afraid to take on uh, you know, tough issues or interesting things on the blog. Um, can you talk a little bit about sales and marketing? What, what are some of the apple carts that, that you've seen get upset when you really try to be a, a lean company? Well, uh, you know, in, in far too many organizations, uh, uh, in fact, uh, probably the overwhelming majority of organizations, sales and marketing is viewed as a uh, almost a separate entity. You know, the, the, here on the one hand, we have the folks out selling things, and on the other hand, we have the, the folks who are making things or providing the service. And uh, and generally, the uh, uh, you know, while while they phrase it uh, much more eloquently than this. Generally, the strategy with the sales and marketing people is sell as much as you can of anything you can to whoever you can as soon as you can. Um, and then turning to the, the delivery side of it, you know, the manufacturing or service providers and saying, okay, now your job is to chase them up the mountains and down into the valleys and wherever it is the volumes go and, uh, try and keep costs down. Um, but there's not a, a, a coordinated uh, strategy to, uh, that has everybody on board to determine exactly what are the right volumes, um, w what is the, the right long-term uh, uh, both volume levels and the supply chains or distribution channels that we should participate in, and having everybody on the same plan to get to the same place. Um, you can't run a factory successfully if the volumes are 20% up this year and 30% down next year and then back up 20% the next year. You know, you're constantly uh, either way over capacity or under capacity. You're either expediting or shutting down the supply chain. You're hiring people one year and laying them off the next year. 
And that just doesn't work. Um, and so getting the sales and marketing people to recognize that there's a right volume, and the right volume is not necessarily the most that you can sell next month or next year. Um, it, you need to have sales and marketing tied in to a, uh, a, a plan for sustained, long-term, steady growth. And, uh, and that has some profound implications on how they think and, and uh, what their strategies are, how they're compensated, um, a, a lot of implications. Yes, and, the, uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, the, uh, it really forces uh, the sales and marketing people to come back and get involved with the rest of the business. You know, and, and many companies, they don't need to know or care what's going on out in the factory. Uh, they just want it at the low. Uh, they just want whatever they can get at a low cost, and and to be on their own to go out and sell it. So it's a uh, you know, it's a culture shock to the sales and marketing people. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's part of an evolution where, if you look at a product development pipeline, people have learned hopefully that it's not a good practice to develop a product in isolation and, and then just chuck it over the wall. To manufacturing, and it sounds like you're advocating from a sales standpoint. Just don't go take orders and then chuck them over the wall to figure out. Okay, you know, you factory guys, you supply chain people, you figure out how to do this, whether it's the right strategic move or not. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, and a you know, big part of the cost is is uh, leveraging the all of the fixed costs of the factory. And and when a company is pursuing lean, and they make a decision that. Uh, you know, from now on, we're going to make a commitment to our people. We're not going to lay off people, and we're going to treat them with respect and fully engage them. What that basically means is you've just turned your labor force into a fixed cost. Your payroll is now like your uh, your rent and your depreciation. You know, it's it's set. And so, uh, how you uh, how you put a price uh, on your products and the volumes that you're going to send across that fixed cost base are. Uh, uh, have a, a huge uh, impact on how profitable or not not profitable you're going to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sales and marketing has to be uh, uh, the regulating valve that's making sure the right volumes that are increasing at a rate that the factory can handle it uh, are uh, are taking place if the company is going to succeed in the long term. And Adam, did you have something to add on on the thought of lean and sales and marketing? Yeah, it's it really comes down to, and, and Bill and I have talked about this many many times. It comes down to the leadership component. Um, in so many ways, the sales and marketing in in, an, in a value stream organization, sales and marketing is really the pipeline to the voice of the customer, and you know we should never lose sight of that. Well, absolutely. You know, that's the theme we haven't touched on here uh, so far. Is that uh, that the, one of the real key uh, elements of the successful companies that that we've seen, and I think successful companies everywhere, is a, a very keen focus on value. That they're they're driven by delivering the maximum value to the customers, and their definition of lean is getting rid of everything that's not contributing to that value proposition. Um, and if the company is going to be value driven uh that that puts a huge responsibility on sales and marketing as being the the ones who are very sharply attuned to exactly how the customer is defining value they need to be the voice of the customer back to the factory back to the product development people back to the whole organization telling them this is what uh, the customers perceive as adding value and this is what doesn't um the company needs to know 
how the customer defines value and sales and marketing are the people to, to do that defining for the rest of the company. Yeah. Well, Adam Zach and Bill Waddell, um, it's been really nice talking to you here. The time always flies. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, and I'm sure a lot we haven't touched on about uh, the new book, um, Simple Excellence, Organizing and Aligning the Management Team in a Lean Transformation. Um, can, can you, can one of you summarize maybe where people, the best place for people to find out more about the book, where it's available, things like that? Go ahead, Adam. Sure. The um, book is available at uh, the publisher website, which is uh, taylorandfrancis.com, and it's also easily available uh, through Amazon, and, and I know that Barnes & Noble and at least one or two other online sites are carrying it. The book also has its own website, uh, simpleexcellence.com, so people can read some excerpts and uh, read their comments there. And that website is in the process of being updated over Thanksgiving weekend. So uh, there will be a lot more information, and we'll uh, link to this blog post uh, as well. Uh, I think that's yeah, that's pretty much it. You can pretty much find it anywhere. We hope that Amazon takes another delivery quickly because, as we talked earlier, uh, the first shipment uh, was pre-sold before uh, um, before it went online. So uh, we're, uh, we're hoping that uh, Productivity Press gets some. Uh, some additional copies out there very quickly. Yeah. Okay, well, good. Well, um, thanks for taking time to talk about the book and be happy to have either of you back. Uh, spend a whole 20 minutes talking about um, another subject, uh, subject sometime. It would be really good to chat again. But thanks for taking time out today, and I hope you both have a real good Thanksgiving. Thank well, you. Same to you, Mark, and thank same you, you for having us. It was great. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.